Welcome back to Travel Tea, where we invite you to sip along with us as we spill the tea on travel headlines, trend lines, and other industry-related news. Each week, we invite our listeners to join us as we dive into what is going on in our industry and what our thoughts are. So grab a cup, come along, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Tea. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to everyone. I am still on a high. I've just returned from an incredible nearly two-week trip across the pond to London, Northern Ireland, and the Republic of Ireland. So forgive me if I take a breath and just sit back because it was over two years since my last trip there, or nearly, I would say, um, since my last trip to those incredible destinations. And so I'm excitedly recording this today because I want to talk to everyone about the travel process, what it felt like, what it looked like, and where we are now with travel protocols and restrictions. I have to say, right off the bat, I'm very surprised that travel is evolving back as quickly as it has been. And I say that because on all of our past podcast episodes, right? So we started this after the pandemic, obviously, but I was really, and I am optimistic. I was really under the impression that we were going to be in this for at least another year in this meaning that all protocols would remain in place. It would be very strict. You would need vaccines, boosters, tests, passenger locator forms, you know, just all the the testing and all of that would still apply as we moved through 2022. Because we just came off of a large wave just about four or five months ago. And so if you would have told me even the last time I had recorded our last episode that we would be in the position we are now, I would be pleasantly surprised and shocked. And so as I sit here today, just having returned from that incredible trip, I'm in awe. And it was a really inspiring and uplifting experience. And the reason why was because as everyone probably knows, or you don't, London and for the better part, Ireland as well, have completely lifted all restrictions and protocols for travelers and even for um, those individuals that are living, you know, in those countries. And so to break it down, you know, just a couple of months ago, we would have had to show our vaccination cards, negative COVID tests to enter, passenger locator forms, the possibility of quarantine, all of that stuff. And so we literally, as we prepared for these trips, really only needed to bring our passport and boarding pass with us. And there was nothing else that was required, asked of us anything, even in the airports there, I have to say, you know, masks are suggested, they're not required. So there is a different sense. There is a different way of life over there than there is here in America right now. As we entered into the airport, the first thing that was obviously a change for, for us was that the United Polaris Lounge at Newark Liberty International Airport, Terminal 3, 
is back open. This, of course, has been closed throughout most of the pandemic itself. And this, I believe, just recently over the past couple of weeks reopened to international passengers traveling on Polaris um, in that class of service. And so we were greeted with smiling faces and walking in and everything was pretty much open. There was buffet. There was now keep in mind, we still have to wear our masks at that point in U.S. airports. And so we had those on, but it was great to get back into what we were used to when we were traveling before. So lounges are back open and then obviously boarding the flight, um, whole nother podcast on the United travel experience in Polaris, or I should say business class. And it really is dependent on what flight you take, but I can talk about that in another episode. And so arriving there, it was a breeze, you know, London Heathrow booming, and the time that we arrived, which was around 9 p.m. at night, it was fairly busy. I would say we probably waited in the immigration, the customs line for maybe half an hour to 45 minutes, which didn't seem unnormal to me. And we were whisked away to the hotel. Now, the experience on the ground was that of just life is moving forward. You know, everyone there for the most part is business as usual or as much as they can. And, you know, no masks required anywhere. Um, you don't have to show passes, vaccine cards, anything like that. The only thing that does look different, and I think this is a global situation, which is something that. I do think that we should talk about with a couple of our advisor friends on a future episode is what it looks like in terms of service level in the hospitality industry. Everyone knows there was the quote unquote great resignation. I hear that phrase anymore. It's like the word pivot to me, but everyone knows that staffing is very short and it's hard to get quality staff and employees. And, you know, you're definitely going to see that as you travel in the now. So, you know, in terms of the Sampankras Renaissance Hotel, which is where we stayed, you know, they're not up to full capacity in terms of their staffing levels. And so what they're trying to do is the best they can in terms of mitigating that by not opening every single restaurant yet. Most were open, just I believe there was two that were not during our stay. Um, you know, but everything else in terms of housekeeping was done daily, you know, full front desk concierge, but it really comes down to the staffing in the restaurant areas, food and beverage. Um, that's where you kind of see a little bit of a hit, but that's everywhere. And I think that it's also just quelling expectations of travelers right now that, you know, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. I mean, you're seeing the light through the trees, right? But we are not anywhere near what you would have expected or, or seen in 2019. And so, you know, keeping that in mind, everything else, though, walking around and being around people and in public environments, that's all pretty much back to the way that it was, I think. And I we had quite a few conversations with different people that live in both London, Northern Ireland, and in the Republic of Ireland. And everyone pretty much has the same sentiment over there in that they said, listen, we are treating this now like it is a flu and we are all vaccinated 
and we are doing business as usual. And so if people are getting it, um, our hospitalizations are not spiking at the moment. No one is really deathly ill over this. So we are just treating this as business as usual. And so that's the way that they are getting themselves back on their feet. And so it was inspiring because again, we've been through this for so long that sometimes you forget when you walk out into certain situations. I mean, we had an incredible evening with some pancreas who treated us to a private box at the Royal Albert Hall to, to see an incredible concert performance um, with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And it was just the first time I have been in uh, a live concert experience in a very long time. And so I think we were all just taking it in. And so that was, of course, amazing to experience. And then, you know, heading over to Northern Ireland, you know, that was, again, another fairly new experience because British Airways was one of the first airlines to drop the mask mandate. And so at the time that we were traveling from London to Northern Ireland, no one had masks on. And it was obviously the preference of the passengers. I kept mine on on the plane and not that you asked, but I'm sure you're wondering. And the reason why is because I was always the type of person, as I've said this before, if you've listened to past episodes, I always wiped my entire seat down with Clorox wipes from as long as I can remember. I have always covered my nose and mouth if someone is like hacking, coughing, sneezing. Uh, I've, I've, I've not, that is no secret that I think people are gross. And I've said this many times. So yes, I kept it on. I don't care whether it works or not. I'm not interested in having any discussion over that. I'm interested in my own discomfort level. And I don't know, it just gives me what I feel like a little bit of a, a barrier uh, between that. But other than that, no, I was happily walking around in the fresh air in the beautiful outdoors, um, just taking it in as was the rest of our group. And so it was, it was an incredible experience. I cannot wait to go back and I'm, I'm already ready to go back. I can tell you that I, I feel like I didn't get enough, even though I was away for, for the two weeks that I was, but a lot of the advisors that we took on our fam trip did extend, I mean, weeks and traveled throughout Europe everywhere that they could go. And I was just so happy to see it because we've just been caged here for so long and it's just so nice. And I think back also to the one episode we did in the very beginning with it was passenger shaming and it was also travel shaming and people sort of shaking their fingers at others that were traveling at the time to see family or, and I just think of how far we've come in terms of everything that has been provided to us to get through this. And it's just a happy, happy experience. So here we are now, we've come back from the trip and now we find out that the federal government is not going to enforce the CDC extension of the mask mandates in airports and on airlines. And immediately within hours of this being announced, some of the major airline carriers began anxiously posting that it was now no longer a requirement that it was suggested. And this was Delta, United Airlines. I mean, 
So it was welcomed news, I think, across the board for people just to say, now I have the choice to do. We can get into a whole nother topic on whether we feel like that's right or wrong. I think the bigger topic here, the bigger picture for us in in terms of inbound U.S. travel. So when you're traveling from abroad and coming back, we still have that required antigen test that needs to be taken within 24 hours of your flight back home. I do know that that is a hindrance. I've talked to numerous travel advisor friends and our wholesale partner friends who are mirroring a very similar sentiment that people are not so much afraid of getting sick. They're afraid of testing positive. And then what does that look like financially in terms of how many days do I need to extend my stay? What will that look like? Do I have to stay locked in my room? How much is it going to cost in food and beverage? How many more tests will I have to have? Am I missing time from work? Are my kids missing time from school? That is still very much in play. And so we're all buzzing around the industry, of course, waiting to see if that will eventually lift hearing sometime in the summer. We don't know. Again, we know from past In the summer, things tended to lessen up around Memorial Day. For us in the U.S., that is the last week of May. And so we will see. We will keep our fingers crossed and our eyes straight ahead to see what that looks like and when that will happen. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just energized. I think out of every podcast episode that we've recorded to date, this is the farthest that we've come in terms of travel and it looking similar to what we were we were used to before but again i caution everyone who is looking to travel during this time it is still not what you are expecting or used to before maybe testing is different maybe you don't have to show any cards or passes or anything but be aware that the service level that you are, you come to expect, especially at a five-star hotel, resort, et cetera, it is not the same right now. Um, And this is an across the board thing. And something that I have seen on a lot of internal forums with travel advisors and suppliers, you know, providing their commentary. And here's what I think, it could be completely wrong, but I would love your opinion. So please, please let us know. I think that This is something that organically over time is just going to need to be built back up. Hospitality industry was one of the hardest hits, and that is a fact, over this entire two-plus-year period. And so we really need to be realistic in terms of how long that's going to take to get back. And no one has the crystal ball. No one knows for sure. But I can tell you that it's not going to happen overnight because we need to get people back into the industry. And that's just going to happen with time. And I do think organically it will grow back to where it was. I think that the, the, the industry will be a buzz once again at some point when we don't know, but I would love to hear from you all. <clears throat> and I'm going to start um, inviting guests again to join us and speak with us about this topic and many more and, and what they're seeing and where people are wanting to go this year and how travel is going to trend because it's looking a lot different. It's feeling a lot different. 
and I'm excited for, for what's ahead for all of us. And so until next time, thank you so much for being a part of our little tea community and let us know, is there anything that you want us to chat about and dive deep into? Would we love to hear it? So have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.